money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Uh, today's tip of the week is uh, what I call one of two problems and as it's funny uh, my husband and I were actually talking about this uh, as we were uh, looking at a property earlier uh, today um, and uh, one of the one of what we call the one of two problems is as a real estate investor we always there's always something that's working against us what might be some of the things guys that that you see working against you uh, and working for you as real estate investors this is this is the interactive part so so yeah some are all this is time what else budget what else unexpected maintenance or repairs yeah what else Emotions. Oh no, no one ever makes a decision on emotions, right? What else? The weather. The weather? Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say the weather because I've 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 often heard contractors say, and I quote, Well, you know, we're delayed because of, you know, all the rain that's that's been going on. And it's like, really? Is this rain thing like some new phenomena that you had not previously heretofore heard of that's like has never stopped you on any other project and you didn't put that a contingency for that in your budget? Uh, so weather is a thing that will slow you down. It will definitely slow down a foundation company uh, for sure. So what else? What else, guys? What are some of the problems and some of the opportunities we have? What else? Dealing with people. Dealing with people. Yeah, has anybody been in a cube for the last several years? <laughs> Working on a cube? Seriously, none of you guys work in a cube? None of you. Okay, wow, that's impressive. Uh, well, what I find is uh, a lot of people who have been in a cube for a long time really have trouble communicating with people. Other, unless they're inside the cube with them, and then, and then and then it's just the complaint fest, you know, about what's going on at work. But uh, sometimes, yeah, that that's that that can become an issue. What what are some other problems or some other opportunities we have as real estate investors? Lack of inventory. What else, guys? Finding good deals. Okay. So I will tell you, as a real estate investor, we always have one of two problems, okay? So you started to nail the uh, uh, nail where I wanted to go. Um, so when the market is hot, the biggest complaint that I get is it's too hard to find deals. There are no deals out there is what I'll have a lot of brand new investors who are not doing any marketing. Uh, that's the first thing that they say. So the, you know there aren't any deals out there. What marketing are you doing? Well, I'm not doing any marketing. Well, yes, for you, there will be no deals. I mean, it's like, that's just like, you know, yes, you are correct. Uh, uh, but when the market's hot, it's, it's hard to buy, right? But on the flip side of that, it's very easy to sell. When the market is hot, um, what, uh, what, what's another advantage for us when the market's hot? When the market's hot, what's another advantage? Demand is high, yeah. It's easy to sell. Better prices when you go to resell it. So you might have bought it thinking it had a $300,000 ARV, what you're gonna retail it for. Uh, but when you got to the finish line, you were lucky enough, hey, you got a $330,000 ARV or retail price. So I get a big windfall on it, yes? Is that what happens when the market's hot? That's what happens when the market's hot. 
When the market's hot, you hear brand new investors say, and I quote, well, I wasn't gonna make any money off of this deal, except for the market saved me. Write that down, write that down. The market saved me. I wasn't gonna make any money off of this deal, but the market saved me because my house went from selling for 300,000 to 330,000. So all of the mistakes that I made still turned out okay, right? I hear a lot of brand new investors say that. Okay, where you wrote down the market saved me, for those of you guys who did what I asked, uh, please, please just cross that out, okay? Because is the market, is where we are in the market right now, are we in a, are we, are we in a market that the market's gonna save you? That would be no. Why is that? Sales are down. Year over year prices are up, but month to month to month prices are down. So there won't be any of this, the market saved me business. So what is your job now? Get the numbers right. Get the numbers right. As a real estate investor, so you write this one down, and I'm not gonna ask you to cross this out. So this is like, and this is not another one like, oh, she's making me do all this work, and then I just cross it out, okay. Yeah, so, so, so as a real estate investor, we make our money on a buy, on the buy. We make our money on the buy. That's it. If you buy it right, manage it well, guess what? You get to make money on the back end. But if you overpay for that property, you're gonna be digging yourself out of a hole before you even get started. And if you are in a position where we just had to cross out the market's going to save me, what can I guarantee? I can guarantee you're gonna get one of the toughest lessons out there because the market's gonna punch you in the face. It is, is it not? Yeah, ask anybody who was investing, anybody in here invested, was investing in 2008, 9, 10, 11? Anybody, anybody? Okay, some of you guys, yeah. Did the market try and punch you in the face? Yes, we had a 30% reduction in the total number of sales. We saw prices in Texas flat for like four years. Is that a punch in the face? Is that the market saving you? No. What kind of market are we going into right now? Who knows? But what we do know is that we still make our money on the buy. We're still gonna make our money on the buy. So guys, um, so, so um, uh, real estate investor life cycle, uh, if, they make, if they make to life, you know, uh, um, is that the, 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 the most, when is, what deal and we've got some seats up here in the front if you guys wanna come and grab them. Uh, come on up, yeah. Uh, what deal is a typical new real estate investor most likely going to overpay on? It would, it would be their first deal. It's their first deal. That's the deal that they overpay on. Why do they overpay on, on that one? Because they, they haven't, they, have, they, they don't know, they haven't done the marketing to be able to look at any more deals, so this is the only deal that I have, I have to make this work. <laughs> what? Okay, that's, that's, that's the logic. I haven't done any marketing, they don't say that part, but they're just like, this is the only deal that I have, I've been looking for, looking for, you know, several months now, this is all that I have. I've gotta make this work. 
And then what do they say? What's the lie that they tell themselves? I'm going to do, I'm going to save money because I'm going to do the work myself. Oh, brilliant. Ask any hard money lender, hey, look into my future. How's this gonna work out? And what are they gonna tell you? Yeah, you might save a little bit of money on the renovation, but you're gonna be paying all of that and more to me by way of interest and points again and again. I'll just be here collecting. Yes? There's also a little, and this is a cognitive bias, and, I'm, and I love the study of these cognitive biases. And these are these rules, these heuristics that kind of are shortcuts in our brain that make us do the things that we do. And um, there's one, I don't, I don't remember the, the name of it, but it's basically like the beginner's luck, cognitive bias. Let me tell you guys how it goes for a brand new real estate investor. I've never done this. Translation, I'm going to get the highest price that's ever existed in this neighborhood. I've never done this. There aren't gonna be any surprises in the renovation on my project. I've never done this and I don't have a pipeline of deals to use as a carrot for my contractor. So of course my contractor is gonna treat me absolutely fantastic. I'm not gonna take advantage of me because I'm new because I've never done this, right? I've never done this, so I'm going to finish this project faster than any project has ever been finished on the place of the earth, because I watched some HGTV, and I took a Home Depot class on how to lay tile. And then what happens? It doesn't go, it doesn't go. And that's your first deal, and that's your welcome to real estate investing, and that's your first punch in the face. And that's why I say usually, when investors you know, overpay on a deal, it's usually that first deal. And then they say, oh, well now what that lady was saying might have been quite accurate. <laughs> Let's go back and listen to that. But guys, I don't want that to be any of you guys. I don't want that to be any of you guys. And sometimes I see that when the market is hot, when it's hard to buy and easy to sell. We are in a transition phase right now. We, this, and in transition and in the uncertainty, what is the last market that you want to overpay for? That would be this one, right? So guys, please do your marketing to find great deals. Don't get, um, uh, I can't say this uh, with a straight face, uh, but uh, a, a colleague of mine says this all the time. Uh, so I typically say, don't become a motivated buyer. He typically says, don't be house horny. Okay, right, think about it, right? Uh, so, so, so don't be either of those things, uh, but, but, but know that um, we're in a transitional market right now. And then, um, and I'll also say, you know, the other big complaint that I get is when the market is not hot, then it's easy to buy and it's harder to sell. I will tell you, by a landslide, the market that you're going to love the most is going to be the first one, right? It's going to be the first one. What market are we in right now? We're in this weird, wacky in-between time, okay? We're in a market full of uncertainty. We're in a market that, is, that, 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 that puts all of the due diligence on you guys. We're in a market that puts all of the due diligence on you guys. Uh, we're in a market that is shifting all of the risk to you guys. So you, part of what we do in life every day, when we walk outside, when we get in the car, when we get in traffic, what are we doing? We're managing risk. We're risk managers, right? 
So, so, so when the market is changing, when there's uncertainty, you have to manage the, your risk more than ever. So uh, 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 Andrew was saying that the project that he's working on is a, is a wholesale deal. Do you think he's managing his risk? Yes, he's, he's, in fact, he's packaging it up and he's handing it to somebody else to go take the risk in the market, right? Is that a good strategy to use in an uncertain market? Yeah, it can be. What's another good strategy to use in, un in an uncertain market? What'd you say? Hold. So, so please write this down. Again, I promise I won't make you uh, un underline it or cross it out. Any mistake, any mistake that you make on the buy by overpaying, any mistake that you make on the buy by overpaying can be remedied with time and appreciation, holding. Is that true? Yes. So what do you want to make sure that you uh, have in your court? Financing. You want to make sure you have financing in your court. You want to make sure you have flexible financing in your court. One of the reasons why people didn't survive 2008, 9, 10 is because they did not have maybe necessarily flexible financing. They may have had balloon notes. They may have had adjustable rate mortgages. Now we're not seeing those in this market. Uh, they've kind of eliminated those with some of the Dodd-Frank legislation. But what, what, what are, uh, up until you know, uh, maybe just a few months ago, but what are we seeing lenders start to offer right now? We're starting to see some arms again. Why is that? Because there's this hope that in the future those prices are going to be, those interest rates are going to be down, right? So make sure financing is your friend, especially when we are in uncertain times. And know that again, any, any mistake that you make on the buy by overpaying, it can be remedied with time and appreciation. Holding, becoming a landlord. And, I'm, and I'll, I'm curious to ask, I know some of you guys who are in the back said that you were investing in 08. Did any of you guys become an accidental landlord? Meaning ended up holding a property that you didn't think that you were gonna hold. Holding a property that you thought you were gonna buy, fix and flip, right? That's what we, and, and the accidental landlords that survived 08, 09, 10, 11, were the ones with what? Flexible financing, right? Financing for the win, financing in your court. So uh, some of those uh, questions uh, I want you guys to be thinking about, you know, is where are we now and where will we be in six months, right? Where will we be in six months? And why, don't, why am I specifically asking where are we gonna be in six months? Someone said the election, okay. What else? Because that's typically four to six months is about the time that most investors hold on to their renovations before they put them on the market. So you want to know what's going to be happening when you put your fix and flip on the market. So you want to make sure it's a fix and flip, not a fix and flop, right? Um, and then what is your plan right now? What should it be uh, to mitigate that risk? Uh, so what are the gotchas in this market? Ah, so sandwich period. We are in a, we, we are, this, is, this is a sandwich generation of real estate investors, the ones who are kind of started in the last six months and the ones that are going to be starting in the next six months. What the heck does that mean? Uh, so I guess I, I think about it as, you know, um, probably a lot of us in this room are in, generationally are in the sandwich generation where some of you guys might be taking care of parents and then also raising your children, okay? 
so that's kind of that generationally that sandwich generation. Uh, for sandwich investors, we're in this very strange period of, of seller psychology versus market reality. Seller psychology versus market reality. So let me explain this to you. Sellers are typically six months behind in terms of what they think their house is worth. Okay? Oh, well, the house across the street just sold for, blah, blah, you know, insert, you know, wrong amount here, right? Or Zillow says, that's really wrong, but okay. Um, uh, so, 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 so we're in a stage now where, you know, yes, if you look back, you know, a couple of months ago, the, the month over month housing prices were going up. If you look over the last three months, you're seeing the month over month housing prices are starting to go down. So sellers are, have this expectation of what the market used to be. For us as real estate investors, we have to think into the future for what is the market going to be when I put this flip on the market, right? So we're being, we're being crunched by the seller, right? Think of it being crunched by taking care of a parent. And then we're being crunched by what this future market's going to be. Think of it as being crunched by you know, taking care of a child at the same time. What is, that a, what is that a recipe for, my friends? It doesn't sound very good, does it? <laughs> so, so it's your job um, as a real estate investor to, to educate your seller about what's going on in the market. And the, and the sellers, and, 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 and when you try to do this, you are gonna be like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 It's like, it's like, no, I can't hear you. Send in the next guy who's, who, who, didn't, who, didn't, who didn't hear what this lady said. Just send in the next guy, right? So, so I want you guys to um, understand this because if you are getting started in real estate investing right now, and, and kind of being in this sandwich moment, uh, you know, where we're in an uncertain market, uh, you guys have to know how to, how to navigate it. Uh, so uh, typical uh, sellers are typically uh, six months behind. Renovations typically take uh, at least three months and then you've got the time to market the property. Uh, and, then, and then the other part of the sandwich is that uh, buyers, what do they want? Buyers are like, oh, I don't know if I should buy right now because I'm afraid prices are about to go down. So the only way I'm going to buy is if you lower your price, right? So are we getting, are we getting kind of in this squeezed mode in here? Do you guys, do you guys, is it just me? Because I've got a lot of properties right now that I feel, is it, am I the only person who feels this pressure? Uh, but again, it's all, it's all manageable, uh, again, if you buy it right. So that's, that's going to be our job as a real estate investor. So was this tip helpful to you guys? Did this tip just, I mean, I saw a few people walk out. I, I, I think they were thinking, it's, it's over, I'm just gonna leave now. <laughs> but some of you guys are smart enough to stick around and know that uh, during what part of the market cycle are most millionaires made? In a recession. In a recession, yeah, in the down part of the market cycle. So for those of you guys uh, who are still here and still with me, I just want you to be, uh, honor this journey, honor where we are on this journey and, um, and, and respect that so that you can win. So uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, that tip of the week. Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.